0: To 25 of the Tri Time Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Callum. And today we're going to be discussing round one of the Super League, Challenge Cup updates, see who's topping the Fantasy League, and also look ahead to next week's fixtures. Again, all on one ground, St Helens, the venue this week. So, without further ado, let's crack into what's already happened. Right, yes, yeah, so
1: we will start off with Super League. Uh, round one, everyone sort of of social media has been buzzing it's been back i think it's been a really good weekend of, of uh, fixtures so we'll start off with st helens against salford everyone really tipped st helens for this and they did pull through with a 29 points to six win over salford thoughts
0: not really any surprises here was there it was kind of a routine victory for Saints almost yeah. I mean, credit to Salford, they didn't look bad, actually. I don't want to do any disrespect to them. They did play some solid rugby, and I don't really think you noticed a change of coach.
1: Yeah, I think you're not looking at the game and thinking, oh, well, Richard Marshall's in, you know, is it—is it out of his depth, sort of thing. I don't think I looked at that game and thought, you know, they did necessarily anything bad, Salford, but you're playing best team in the league, and they kind of showed it. I think they didn't even really get out of second gear, I don't think, Saints, so, really, I think. We have a couple of players missing, like, you know, Ku who should be back for next week as well. Um, they definitely can be better than this as well, Saints, which is quite a scary thought for the rest of Super League, to be fair. Yeah, there's
0: scary thought for if you draw them in Challenge Cup as well, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think for Salford it's more of the same. This is a very solid workman like team that's gonna quite easily pick off some of the lower sides in the league this year. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's going to be there. They're going to be there or thereabouts. I don't think they'll get in trouble or be in trouble, unless they get a few injuries based off of it. But then, yeah, I think that's fair. We move on to potentially nearly a shock. You know, the big,
0: big Wigan derby, Lee versus Wigan. Oh, I was so. Gu- I mean, yeah, I was gutted when Hardik kicked that. I really was. Lee, almost a dream start to their return to Super League. Yeah. And I don't really know what to make of this because this is an understrength Wigan side. You know, Field got injured early on. Hastings obviously wasn't back. French has only just got back in the UK and is due to miss round two as well. So, if you have got him in your fantasy teams, you've got some noon on Thursdays and get him out on quickly. Yeah, true. It's, it, it's one yeah. of them, uh, Wigan should get better, but. Yeah. But missing, they, they'll missing be disappointed the with how they played, but, you know, they've still got the two points, so really, is there much to cry over? Probably not.
1: Yeah, I think when I watch I mean, again, like, I get what you mean, how good it is, because I know a lot of people will look at this and they'll probably think, oh, you know, Lee actually could. You know, they could, they're
0: not, they're not favourites to go down potentially, like, they could put they could really push it but then I'd still agree with that I think they'll be right in contention
1: but I the thing is this result going against them and the fact that they threw it it away or whatever you know we did got back into it showed their class and that sort of thing in second half I do think it because Lee are not going to play like this every every week and they're not going to get in a position where they could win like this and I think the fact that they, they haven't won the game that possibly was there for them to win is probably could be the story of their season if you know what I mean whereas I think you know even looking back to that London team who eventually did get relegated but it was close they I feel like if they were in a situation like this they actually did manage to see the game out but I think Lee also shown that they've got a bit of quality about them as well and they've got some real workhorses in that pack you know play like Ben Heliwell
0: really Wigan. well yeah oh, and that pack isn't is throwing cool. a game away against I don't know a team in the mid table let's say again Salford because again no disrespect to them there's again you expect that class difference between Wigan who have established top four and Salford who are that kind of mid pack. they're not without a bit of luck they're not gonna get top four but equally things would have to go horribly wrong for them to be in trouble so I think the I don't think they will have ever really expected a result from this one but
1: yeah, but yeah, again it's one of them where they'll kick themselves that like they haven't taken advantage, but also I think it means we're gonna we're gonna see Lee show up in some of these games. You know, they're not gonna I think they'll be in a lot of games because of it based off this showing as well. And like you say, Wigan's, you know, possibly one of the hardest fixtures of the season. You know, I know not everyone's fit, but the fact that they've, you know, they're probably looking at the league table, you kind of, it's almost a given that you're going to lose that. Like, whereas I think if they were playing one of the lesser teams, they probably would have won that game, to be honest, because a bit of class came through in the end for Wigan really and their depth as well showed you know like play like Harry Smith for example uh, went on with Man at Match and like the fact that he really is in first choice at Wigan but he's still he almost feels like he's a bit of a super, not a veteran but you know what I mean he's, he's played a, a decent few games in Super League and he's got that experience and a bit of class there
0: that's Wigan all over the strength and depth. But enough about the Paiters, because otherwise this is literally going to turn into Wigan's 18th man podcast at this rate. Yeah. Who's next?
1: So, your t- your team, obviously there was, it oh was
0: dear. an away game, but there was at home, beat Wakefield. Yeah, but we couldn't even use our own dressing room, which is weird, but whatever, yeah. we'll go with it. Yeah, it is a bit of a, a weird one. I'll tell you what, before we get into this, there's one moment that defined this game for me, and it's Sky Commentary, and it's Blunder of the Week, I think. Yeah, go on. Luke Briscoe going for the opening try. I still remember Mr. Sky Commentary, I'm sure it was at that point, and it's Luke Burgess down the (laughs) wing. What? Have we gone back ten years and shoved a second rower there? Luke Burgess? Yeah, that's taking it back a few years, isn't it? I mean that's taking piss a bit we've got a briscoe on both wings it's not that hard to remember yeah if you'd have got the briscos mixed up you kind of would have cut it a bit more but oh yeah i mean we had all sorts we had alec i can't remember what he called alec Sutcliffe. We he called him something else as well but yeah yeah shout out to sky commentary team for that one and shout out to tom johnston for some cracking long-range tries i mean granted one of them was I don't think Luke Gale could have given him a better plate to go score that one on, but... Yeah, true. Still. I mean, here's a question for you. Actually, one we're going to cover in a bit more detail on Saturday, so make sure to check this out. Best finisher in Super League? Get your predictions in early over who we're going to go for, but, spoiler, Johnson's going to be right up there in conversation.
1: Yeah, definitely us no sort of Facebook Twitter in the comments of this this podcast wherever you kind of
0: yeah check us. out our Twitter we've been a lot more active on there recently and we're going to keep that up with different polls and stuff so if you haven't already do give us a follow at Tritime Podcast I'm sure we'll put a link in the description and maybe even a fancy graphic on the screen if you're lucky
1: yeah links always in the description it's sort of a thing that we don't push enough really because we are wanting to get back into it and sort of when we're watching games we want wanting to be tweeting and, and about them and kind of being part of that Twitter league community. So. And
0: speaking of plugs, we'll just give you another five seconds to turn your red subscribe button grey and click your notification bell so you don't miss our video on Saturday. Look at that, that is good. We are. We are time still. to do that. There we go, we've doubled in sub count just because we've given them a few seconds. Anyway, back to the rug because that's what you're here for. Yeah,
1: so... Obviously, you're a Leeds fan. You know your team better than, better than most. Um, what what, you th- what are you thinking as a Leeds fan, going over 28-22 against Wakey. Bit of a scare at times, I,
0: but got job done. I have three main thoughts, actually. Number one, teams that want to challenge for the top have games like this, and it's the ability to grind them out. Yeah. So I'm pleased to come away with the two points. Thought two is... Oh my word, our young backline has just stood up to a big, big test. I mean, shout out to Jack Broadbent, my personal man of the match from this game. Yeah, he did. You don't get much tougher than debuting against Bill Tooper, a man who's probably one and a half times Jack's size. Yeah. And he had the measure of him pretty much most, if not all, the game. Because everything that came from that side really was Johnson's solo brilliance. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, it, it's crazy to think to me to like look at Leeds' his depth in terms of that backline. Like, obviously you've got Newman as, you know, you kind of. I feel like
0: um, no Newman, no Hurl, no Handley. I mean, arguably Milos still gets into that spot even if Jack Walker is fit, but that's not going to be an issue for this season. That's wants to work out next year. But, yeah, but I, there's a lot of players missing. Eastman not not selected Ooh, another yeah. one that will yeah Louis in the halves a who's literally had a two week preseason yeah uh, even you know, you know you could tell he wasn't sharp I mean he didn't do anything too badly wrong other than literally handing Tom Johnson one of the triassists of the season but you could just tell in his general play he wasn't that sharp
1: yeah and then you've even got you know I mean, like there's players like sort of, you know, Callum McClelland, um, obviously you had like, but what what I'm thinking is like, in terms of your centres, you've got Broadbent and Sutcliffe who played there, and it's kind of, it's really mad to me that uh, Alec Sutcliffe's been so good for Feb kind of over these last few years when he's been there on dual reg or whatever, that he's not really getting into the lead team, and I feel like Broadbent and Sutcliffe as you could I don't think it would affect you that negative like I think it, you could what, go into this season with them two as your starting centres and make the playoffs still. do you get what I mean like they're good enough I think them two have got great potential actually
0: yeah it's it's my how has been for ages it's crazy it is I mean I think this is Broadbent's first game actually in the centres I think the rest of them have been a standoff to me he's not a standoff he's a centre through and through And I think you could tell that, you could tell that on the weekend. Anyway, again, I'm conscious I'm going on about Leeds a lot now, so, yeah, glad to get the win. Very impressed with our youngsters, and honestly, I think I'm still feeling optimistic. I'm very happy to have come away with it. I still think we can yeah, easily be on only- track for the far, and I think we've got good momentum into Castle for next week, which is again going to be a tough game, and it's a home match. It's not actually at home, <laughs> but then again,
1: on the flip of it, obviously we spoke about Leeds. We, we, earlier on, we spoke about Lee and how. You know, the fact that they was in this game which they potentially was tipped to get really kind of beat badly in. And I think Wakefield were in a similar sort of position to the, in this game
0: against Leeds. And kind I of show- disagree completely. Go on, go on. Wakefield always turn up against Leeds. They always seem to play well at Head Inlet. I don't think they were expecting to get battered. I don't want to sound biased here. I think the scoreline did flatter them because of the nature of particularly both of Johnston's tries. There was... I don't want to say just luck in... Well, I mean, I think Gale's was mostly luck, however good his take was. I don't think you're going to get many like that. But, you know, obviously it does take skill to break the line. He's fantastically quick to get that and to, sh- to shrug off Milo with the dummy pass. I'm not saying it's not a skilled try. But they, did, they looked a bit impotent in the last 20, I think. It, it was moments of individual skill, slash missed tackles, defensive placement errors from leads that gave them their points, rather than that brilliant bit of teamwork. Yeah. I mean, look at Jacob Millers through four, was it Matty Ashurst who scored that one? Yeah, yeah. That was another prime example of one player doing it on his own, and again, taking on one of the big props which yeah you know credit to him the half back he got round him sure again good try but i don't know i don't think wake will be too disappointed because again you come up against these big teams you almost expect to lose them and anything's a bonus so i don't think it's destroyed their mindset and actually i think they can take some credit into how close run of a match it was
1: yeah that's what i mean i think it's been a, a weekend of rugby really where no one's come away looking weak I think the teams that have lost it's either been close or you know Salford have been beat by Saints on top form and Salford didn't look that bad no one's looked terrible I
0: don't think if you know what I mean
1: that's what I'm saying about Wakey I think defensively Wakey I think as well
0: shout out to one player in that Wakefield pack who has not got the mentions this week that he should have done Jordan Crowther did a fantastic job He really was one of the toughest forwards on that pitch, I thought, this weekend. So, Jordan, if you're watching, you've got more fans. There you go.
1: Yeah, but I think think we've exhausted the Leeds
0: wakey. West Yorkshire Derby now. Oh, definitely. Well, I I was ready to move on minutes ago, but you kept me on it. So, let's anyway, on to the next one.
1: Now we've got the inter-country derby. We've got Catalan against KR, That's not a word. I know it's not, but I've made it up. Right. Catalan versus Hull. Story of this game, Catalan, absolute dominance, looked really good. Kind of pick up some of the form that they kind of did have in in last season when they obviously played limited amount of matches, but did play well. KR looked a bit sloppy. Oh yeah, when they
0: frauded the way into the playoffs.
1: <laughs> KR looked sloppy defensively. I think their fans will sort of agree with me on that one. But Ryan Hall-inspired comeback in the second half, fair play to him, played some fantastic with in that sort of last half an hour, got it to a golden point before the old head of James Maloney, dropped goal, 29-28,
0: game over, all that effort, Right, off it. okay, I don't know how we can really say that Catalan were dominant, okay, I looked to have a shaky defence when it was literally a golden point they've both done the exact same thing over 80 yeah, minutes that, I mean I'd actually been more both of them have spent time choking the other times have spent dominant and as yeah great kick from Maloney but also was it the young centre or fullback? yeah it was or some French name I can't yeah, pronounce more, so, whoever more, you are credit to you
1: he'd come on what a break it, it was crazy he came on with like 5-10 minutes to go for Tompkins and essentially won them the game through that little half break because it looking like a bit of a stalemate on drop goal front where like you're either going to have to try and hit it from the other side of the halfway line or you're going to have to go for a bit of a
0: territory thing and it, it, yeah you'd and, have to go full Brad Dwyer and yeah hit it and for best but yeah it were a fantastic break and do you know Maloney's going to get some of the headlines for kicking it but that young lad for me was the true match winner yeah
1: yeah oh definitely what and what I'm saying about how Catalan were dominant, and KR were bad defensively, I, I, I do mean that in that first fifty. If you take the first sort of first half, first fifty minutes of that game, yeah, you'd have thought Catalan could rack up to like, you know, forties, that sort of thing.
0: And then KR didn't. But then you take them. the second half of the game. It's like Super League Championship in a Challenge Cup match. Where was the stamina for Catalan? They just imploded. Yeah. And I mean, has Ryan Hall played his way back into an England shirt with that hat trick? If he keeps that up. Maybe, yeah. That was the Hall of Old. Yeah. Watching him tear down the wing at Headingley brought back some fantastic memories. Yeah, I think... I I mean, I know it wasn't at Headingley, but I still remember his shouting to the camera after making the helicopter turn round, what, six years ago this year. Yeah, that was crazy.
1: I remember that. But yeah, I think on this game, both teams, I think, go home semi... Not upset, do you know what I mean? This is what I mean. No team's really going to be
0: upset with what's. Yeah, Catalan will be annoyed with how they threw the game away, but again, probably relieved to keep the points. OKR, very disappointed not to be able to finish it off. I mean, a few years ago, they probably would have have got a point for that. And this is one of those occasions where, arguably, even compared to other draws, a point each would have been. Kind result, almost. Yeah. But whether or not we agree with Golden Point or that is probably a question for another video sometime in the future. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot to unpack with that. So, but should we move on to Sunday's games?
1: Yeah. The last two games, Super League-wise, obviously. First up, Hull FC Huddersfield, dubbed kind of the almost the game of the weekend that you probably couldn't call either way. I think it was a really tough one to call. Both teams you know Reynolds is in you know Huddersfield a bit of a new look a new manager under Watson not sure what to expect from either and Huddersfield 100% missed Aiden Caesar and so did I and my fantasy team but we will come to that but Hull FC looked absolutely I honestly think Hull FC looked really good in this game Reynolds unreal man of the match performance Sneed looked good Connor looked really good at fullback as well and just that whole forward pack as well works well as a unit and no you know Huddersfield didn't do terrible either but they did miss like that leadership from season. from mine I know you were watching well your, yeah you were watching your uh, I
0: was cup. and I'm going to have to eat some humble pie here I think especially given I've run out of slices of leftover pizza nut which I was scranning before the recording but anyway yeah Hull FC did not look anywhere near as rusty as I thought they were going to one change was all that they did, which kind of shocked me actually, I thought they'd made more than that. Um, yeah, I didn't watch much of the game, Reynolds was apparently man of the match so I assume he did pretty well and has somewhat settled in OK, which I think was one of the big question marks. So, I might have to eat my words here about Hull FC finishing 11th. Yeah, I think... Because that was a far more impressive start than I expected, and actually, with Salford being solid, playing well, there's only one person that needs to go on the fraud list and be investigated in this league, and it's Ian Watson. Biggest fraud coach in Super League after that result. What were Huddersfield playing at? They played better under Nathan Brown. Yeah, that, that, that is a definite overreaction. Oh, what's his name? Dan Anderson. Oh, yeah. There we go, just throw back all of them. Kenny Edwards needs his head checking. I mean, what the hell he's doing getting sim in a game like that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I just think it's... You can't... I think it, it do not fall back on Watson cause I think Huddersfield have got a really good call there as well. I just think with Huddersfield, it's going to come from Ham Caesar. Because it, I think, obviously, the mismatched people around a bit... You know, Gasco playing full
0: back, they're missing golden and that they sort of did, thing. They did, but once again, the head wasn't in it to win the match. I mean, they weren't capitulated at any point, but the mental strength wasn't there to dig back in. We saw players losing the discipline. And how many times have we seen Huddersfield, the perennial bottlers of Super League, do exactly that? Yeah. If they could be consistent and play to what that potential is, then they'd be right up there. And that's what's so frustrating, I mean this is me as a neutral, let alone if you're a Huddersfield fan having to watch this, knowing the potential you've got and watching them choke week in week out. This is the sort of mentality that Watson is supposed to be here to drill into these players, especially given how workmen like Salford were. But to be honest, Salford are what they are because of the signings they've made, experienced cast offs from the big clubs that are good enough because they got contracts there in the first place but perhaps not the X Factor players yeah Huddersfield aren't that they are spend money look flashy and under deliver no. and unless something changes mentally that's never going to change any time soon however they have that mentality and if that is the case then I'm sorry Ian Watson has to be coach flop of the season if this continues I mean I know it but game it and there's still a long season to go but I would be concerned even at this stage and Watson you're going on fraud watch you're going to have to start playing better to come off of it
1: yeah we'll have to see I think once Caesars back which should be sort of this weekend I'm hearing he should be back for round two um, then I think we'll see more of the real
0: Huddersfield and it'll be interesting it'll be interesting but again well speaking of coaches who might be on Fraud Watch potentially how this is going shall we do go jump into Castleford Warrington I think we should the last game of the weekend we picked Warrington both us to win this boy was oh I'm on. shocked I, I don't know Steve Price I think you might be joining Mr Watson on Fraud Watch if this goes on what the hell was going on there I mean the only thing dodgier than Warrington in this match and this is a shout out to someone we missed earlier as well Chase Blair, what the hell is going on at Trim Watch? <laughs> he desperately needs a barber shop. I mean, yeah, you know, we were debating whether to do this Trim Watch—the worst cuts in rugby league. I mean, Blake Wallace is having a shocker at Leigh. I like it. I mean, Jesus Christ, that mullet should have been left in the eighties. <laughs> Don't ever bring that back again, Blake. Please. I mean, he's probably gonna have it in the next week because so he ain't gonna ship it all off. <laughs> but still. Yeah, them two on trim watch. Price on fraud watch, and Warrington looking very poor. Yeah, it, they never really got going in this one.
1: I mean, some individual errors. I mean, Chanley d- just didn't seem him himself. And well, you know, there could be various reasons for that. It might be away from rugby or anything like that. We've got to kind of understand that. That you know, players do have off games. But as a player who had him, in, I have him in my fantasy team on wing, and it, it oh, painful, I did as well. It was a painful watch. But, you know, he'll bounce back. It's Josh Charlie. There's the experience there. You know, he's a player who can score tries. And I think Warrington, I don't think you get too worried as a Warrington fan because, you know, there is is bits and bobs that will get worked on and that sort of thing. And, you know, when Inglis eventually does come in, you know, what impact can he have? But it's... Well, we know my opinions on that one. Yeah, but it's... It's one of them where I think Castle will take a lot of positives. I think Cass played really well. I think, like, you know, McShane, Truman played really well, especially without, you know, no
0: Richardson. No so, Danny Richardson either, yeah, which could have been a big problem, but they handled it quite well, actually.
1: Yeah, And then you've got, that's the thing, and then you've got a player like Gareth O'Brien who, you know, a good utility back, you know, he's probably not your first choice, but he's a good backup to have, goes off with um, head injury and, like, can't return to the field, fails his HIA. And then you're kind of mixing and matching who's playing where and, you know, you've got McShane playing a bit of half-back and that sort of thing. And they still managed to get the job done against this Warrington side. So I think if you're a Cast fan, you're really, you know, you're really positive about this. And I do think you look a complete side. I want to
0: call you out on something you said earlier, by the way. Go on. No team has got any right to be doubly disappointed yeah, and embarrassed at the end of round one. I'm sorry, Warrington have. Yeah. They are, I think Huddersfield have to an extent, but Warrington even more so. I mean, this is just not what we'd expect, really, from a team that are making all the right noises about wanting to be right at the sharp end. I mean, they've bribed the cup draw well and truly to grab himself a place in the next round of that. But <laughs> So maybe it's their year in one thing, but this is not a great start at all. No. And They really need to sort it out. Anything else to add on this game or shall we jump into a quick cup recap of what has happened over the weekend? I think we jump over to the Challenge Cup uh, second Okay, round. so let's start with, I guess, the first game of the weekend, which was, I believe, on Friday night or live on The Sportsman? It was on. The first game was... Also confirmed York versus Wigan is going to be shown on there in round three, so, you know, check it out. It's free live rugby. Why not? You'd Be daft not to.
1: So, in, so this is—it's a, a bit of a strange one actually. This cup because you obviously it's championship, it's championship clubs, and usually I'm the championship guy. But on like going, obviously three of these games were on Sunday, and it was actually I was watching the Super League on Sunday, and Matt was watching the. the I was watching the
0: championship clubs. Yeah, so it was an education for me. I must say. But, did you enjoy so it? So you can watch, you can see my initial thoughts on Twitter when I was. Kind of just tweeting random things going on throughout the game a little bit. Uh, yeah, it were good, actually. It were quite different, but there were two really good contests that the BBC picked up, actually, so credit to them. Yeah, well,
1: starting off on sat- on Saturday with the first game, which was one that we, you know, sort of you predicted Feb were going to do Batley in this. Batley put up a fight. I didn't
0: watch this one, but I wish I did. Yeah, I actually I mean, did. it looked brilliant. I watched this. I mean, what did we say last time? Did Batley knock Halifax out, was it? And we were quite shocked by that. Yeah, they did. Round
1: one, Batley knocked Halifax out. And they're looking the real deal yeah. at Batley. And they're scared, Fev.
0: I mean... They should have beat, wouldn't they? On game? paper, Featherstone should have walked this game. But it was anything but. And I mean, I haven't seen it, but... I mean, even... I don't know. I don't know if the scoreline flatters Batley, but...
1: I honestly think the scoreline flatters Fev, because I think Fev, you got where right, you were getting in okay. first down. Even better, then. Yeah. But I think at times Fev's quality shone through, but Batley
0: scared them. And at one point, Batley... Would know, you say that Featherstone were able to use their big fellas effectively to get through? You could say that, yeah. I, if you're a Featherstone fan, you're... Yeah. Yeah, c- you're only want to kill me for that comment. But yes, if you're a Featherstone fan, you're relieved, I think. Yeah, if
1: you're a Featherstone fan, you're, you're still happy. Um, because, A, you know, your friendlies that you'd played, you were dominant, you beat teams by a lot, you then did the same thing to Bradford in round one. It's a bit of a humbling, I think, where it's like we're not going to necessarily walk the championship. There's going to be some tough games, and it reminded them probably of what's to come there. And you know what I mean? So, But I think, again, they're through to the next round, so... There really can't be any complaints from that. But yeah, good good game, honestly, for a neutral to watch, good game.
0: so we're Speaking of a good game to watch as a neutral, I'll jump straight into the first of the BBC matches, which was Oldham and Swinton. So... I must say, this was a very good game. Oldham, to be honest, started out looking the stronger of the two teams. They were right on the Swinton line, but... They got the early break, did Swinton, got ahead on the scoreboard and never really gave that up. As the match wore on, there looked to be a difference in class, particularly those last twenty minutes. And at that point, yeah, the better team on the day won. But on another day, Oldham, if they'd have just been a bit more clinical near that Swinton line, particularly in the early phase of the match, they could have been home and dry by half time. I mean, so much good attacking rugby that didn't quite come off for either side. I mean, yeah, shout out to the couple of players that did actually interact with us on Twitter after the game. Tyler Dupree for Oldham and my man of the match for that one, Lewis Brogan of Swinton. Nearly an hour on the pitch as a forward and dominating the middle throughout every single one of those minutes he was on the pitch. Fantastic performance from him. But... Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't think their cup run's going to go much further without a massive upset. But still, semi-finals of the 1895 Cup as well, and I think they'll be quite happy with that. Yeah, Good prep absolutely. for this championship season, anyway. Yeah, nice could- bit of momentum from. Yeah, good prep going into when we get into champ, uh, championship fixtures for round
1: one championship this weekend. Good prep for us, or is the exact same fixture again next weekend? And it—it's funny how this yeah. stuff like this has actually been flipped, where like these cup games, like two of these round two cup games are on next week as well. So it's going to be interesting predicting them
0: based on what we've what we've seen this week. So yeah. Well, that? let's jump into the next God, game. We're going to ask something else on that, or we're we going to go on to London York.
1: I was going to say to you what about this next game because this were a game I imagine after you'd watched Swinton Alden which you probably didn't expect much from and that being such a good game going into London York two of the big hitters
0: go on talk me through it I arguably think this was a slightly worse game to watch I mean I yeah I, I missed a little bit of the second half on this one so I'm not going to comment on the full 80 because that would be wrong but I don't know, London did okay considering the players they were missing. They had a lot of creativity in that halves that were out, which I think almost gave York the big advantage before it started. Yeah, definitely. York the big favourites. Yeah, and I think London can take heart, actually, particularly on the defence. I mean, you could tell the halves were inexperienced. There, There was not much in creativity, as shown by the fact... They didn't score a try throughout, but you know the defence was solid, and we know London can win games with the boot. Look at the million-pound game against Toronto; no one scored a try all night in that one. Yeah, they've always been a good defensive side, London. I feel they always are decent at that. Yeah. If they were fully fit, I think they'd have had a decent chance. But unfortunately, that wasn't to be the case today. And York deserved winners. they've got a very tough draw in the next round so you're gonna to have to use all the bits of experience for that one but yeah I've got a quality team though York when you look at it like that experience and it, sh- it shone through in this game
1: really and like I what did it feel like watching your old Leeds pal play playing the I know you, you'll be looking forward It to were that.
0: nice to see him debut yeah yeah he put up a good shift and I think he'll do really well this season yeah should. But, yeah well, again good momentum for York and well one more team that got good momentum in the final game another YouTube stream job witness getting one over friend of the channel Greg McNally's Whitehaven side yeah well I Greg didn't watch not... any of this one I'm not going to comment on the game in general because I haven't seen it so
1: yeah that's fair neither of, I didn't watch this one either but from what I've see, sort of seen sorry Greg sort... I've seen bits of it, obviously Greg didn't actually play for Whitehaven so whether that's injury or, you know, issues in there, which, you know, that's the reason, obviously, why they lost, cause they didn't have Craig. But, weirdness looked strong, built on that big win again after the win against West Wales, they sort of built on that. Good win against Whitehaven. Like I said, I don't think Whitehaven will be disheartened from it. Be upset, you know, they, they had the chance of getting to the semi finals at 1895 Cup, and from there, you could get yourself to Wembley. But, I think they can concentrate on the league and take some positives from this couple of rounds at Cup. You know what I mean? There's positives there, and witness will be looking to go on and win this yeah. 1895 Cup.
0: I don't think we've got a huge amount to say, really, on this given neither has seen the game. So, speaking of concentrating on the league, it's very tight at the top of the Fantasy Super League as well, after one round, mostly because hardly anyone had a team where everyone played. Yeah, Which well, is probably going to be the story of the season, Danny Richardson.
1: But, 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 I think...
0: Yeah, go on, you've got the table in front of you. Who's top of the league, and... How close is it?
1: So, the league is top. Firstly, before we get that, fantasy, I mean, you know, we had the old mess of how long it took them to set it up and everything, and then we come to the game oh and the scores, the scores are all wrong. You know, there's players who have scored tries who are on two points, <laughs> and, and it's, you know,
0: just, it's,
1: not, it's not being calculated right, but the good thing I thought... Do I you know mean, I didn't
0: actually look at the league until today, yeah. and I'm glad I didn't, Now, otherwise I'd have been even more for you. Yeah,
1: well... What I'd actually... What they usually do is the updates. Or you don't really get the final scores until, like, the Monday or whatever. But they'd actually started doing, you know, like, Fantasy Football does live updates in games, and I thought, that's really good. But they just oh, messed it <laughs> up, and the scores were all wrong. But now they've actually <laughs> yeah, sort don't ever
0: do that again, please. Yeah.
1: You'd like to think going forward, that is a good step, though, and it, when they obviously have corrected, like, the algorithm or whatever to sort that out. But it's been an interesting one, like you say. People have been missing games... Unexpectedly, like sees the kind of last-minute sort of stuff. Batty as well for me. At, at Wakey did mess me up, but you know you live and you learn. But the top of the league, a player, a person who had all their players play was Phil White. His Maiden Harwich team. If you're watching Phil, congratulations. Long season ahead, and you only beat Ben Webster by one point, so you can't you can't be too happy with yourself. It is close. Well,
0: hang on. Before we start going into all this, haven't you been beaten by your own mum? Who I quote, before this, she's only third because she picked Ryan Hall because he's one of the only players she actually knows, and she's still beat you. Yeah,
1: well, you know... I've, or do I we not be...
0: talk about that?
1: Yeah, my third place is is mum is my mum's team, which I had to convince her to make a team because she she does fantasy football, but she won she were like, Oh, I won't know if I'll be able to keep on top of it. I said, just do a team, make a team of players you know and players and that. Because she's actually a big Leeds fan, but she just doesn't watch much of a Super League. And she's made this team and it's alright, I've told her some corrections players that won't play and that sort of thing. And she's somehow managed to pull this off and that's she's Ten points behind for white Yes, the top, but also still I'm ahead of you,
0: and your team of ex-Bradford players is beating your main team. So once again, your top one is the joke team. So I don't think you're really doing that cracking so far.
1: Uh, yeah, but as you say that, I'm I'm not exactly I'm mid-table. I'm not you know I'm not down at the bottom or any by any means. Yeah, mid-map. but you're behind me. <laughs> You've got. I, I, I don't mean, even come know on. which is your main team. Which is your meme team? I think they're all just main teams, which isn't fair. So, yeah, you're one yeah, of I, your don't
0: really, I, mean, I don't really have a joke team, but... Yeah, yeah one of my teams is... Win- it's the second one I made, which is the one after we filmed. Yeah. So...
1: It's close, so like I say, even my team of ex-Bradford players is one point above my main team, and like I say, I've, be, I've, I've actually a bit of a tip to you guys watching this, because you, if you're watching this on the Wednesday night and you do fantasy, you remember, you have got four transfers to make by the end of tonight, otherwise them transfers reset, as you get four per month, and obviously March comes to an end tonight, which will be the Wednesday night, if you're watching, so try and get some transfers in there now, if you can. That's oh, that's a good, that's good point, time. I'd not even
0: tweak that. Yeah, I've I have to have look through tomorrow and I've, I've um, done a bit of planning. well I'm sure it will change anyway so well it's going to change based on the results of this week's fixtures which I think with that segue into the predictions so same as last week we'll go ideally one word for each game especially given we're nearly 40 minutes long today so yeah if we've got anything to add we can do but let's try and keep it short and sweet so right. Friday Super I think it's half 12, first game. Who's playing?
1: No, you're. We are on Friday. We're not going straight to We're Saturday on at 3 here. o'clock. There is, some, there is some Thursday games.
0: There's two Thursday games. Oh, is there? There is. Oh, God, why aren't we doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I'm yeah. stu- stupid. <laughs> this shows how much ascension it. I've got, doesn't
1: it? I don't, I don't sort out fixtures, mate. I just let, I just let oh, you Oh, it it's RFL.
0: No. RFL are just clapped anyway, Thursday. Right.
1: One word Thursday night, Wigan Wakey.
0: Work you did well last time, but not, I can't give you this one, sorry. It's the depleted Wigan for me. Yeah, Wigan, Hastings is back, so it's probably going to be Wigan again. Yeah, French isn't, but never mind. Wait, right, Blimey next up. Get in my team and score some points. Anyway, yes.
1: <laughs> next up, KR versus Saints. Obviously, it's an away game for Saints, but they are at home, so...
0: Yeah, it's St. Allen's in there,
1: let's yeah. be honest. I can see Saints going on a good little run at the start of the season if they can pick up some form against these teams that they should be beating. If K- I think KR will just be looking to put a good F good performance in. Maybe there's an upset on KR. I think they'll
0: be tougher than last year, definitely, but I don't really see Saints having enough trouble that they'll lose. Yeah. So, right, are we on to Friday now? Yeah, we're on Friday dinner time first up. With Hurrah. Wire,
1: so Warrington versus Lee. This is an interesting one, really, I think
0: well yeah this is the upstarts versus the frauds isn't it yeah Um, I mean Warrington should win this especially I'd assume Price has kicked them all up the arse after that performance but I don't know if Warrington turn up they will win if they are as bad as they were against Cass I think Lee will finish the job and I know that's a bottle job of an answer but yeah I don't really think I can summarise it any more than that because it depends what Warrington are going to be this season. So which one are you saying now, if you want to say? Are I mean, I, I would assume Warrington go back to what a bit closer to what we expect of them and get the points, But yeah. I think it'll be close. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go with that as well. With, with Warrington to win, but it'd be close. So,
0: your team... I mean, if I find after 10 minutes they're playing crap again, I might switch to Lee. I'm not promising anything on that. <laughs> right, Leeds versus Cass then. Good Friday afternoon. This is where i want to see the team sheet because i think if hurls back we have more of a chance cas played well but then warrington was so bad i don't really know who cas are going to have back and who they're not i'm going to be loyal and say leads there's an element of bias in that to be honest i think it's going to be a close game and it entirely depends on who's got who back
1: yeah i think for the purpose of this prediction i'm going to say cas just because...
0: Do you know what? Go for it. It's close and I'm yeah. only sticking by my own team because of bias rather than anything else and I'm going to be open about
1: that. It's going to be a good game, I think.
0: Probably tie the round, really.
1: So, then we're on to the, sort of into the weekend. Salford versus Hull FC.
0: I think Salford. I fancy Salford to get that one. But, you know, Hull did not disgrace themselves last time and they're going to be up for the fight. So... Again, that could be close. I think that, arguably, is tighter the round, actually. But, yeah, I'm going to go for Salford.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to say FC, Hull FC, so I'm going to go against you. But I think that's a good thing. You know, I see people bashing Super League on sort of on the forums and stuff on Facebook all the time, you know, Super League's not NRL and stuff like that, but like, yeah, Super League's never going to be NRL,
0: and you've got, where are you going you know, over which Well, no, like, Super League can be NRL. But, no, but... Watch it. Get everyone else to watch it, so that more people watch it, and Sky have to pay us more money so we can have better facilities and better salary caps and get better players. There you go. You want it to be NRL. You change, not anyone else. Yeah, but... Rant over. But does it... Does...
1: Right, so... For example, I know we we you know getting on a bit, here, but I'm, for example. Right. Let me compare to you the Premier League football and the MLS, right? So for example, the MLS, do you think the fans
0: of the MLS I'm gonna say let's go one better Premier League and high under league since we can't we're obsessed with comparing ourselves to the Australians.
1: What I'm saying is, right, so Premier the Premier League is renowned as the best league in, in football, just as NRL is in the same in rugby. So do you think that anyone in all these small leagues, know whether it's Croatian First League do you think that they look at it and they think, oh, I wish our league was like the Premier League? Because realistically, they know it's never going to be. And for us, like, for example, yeah. this they are not the major sport. Rugby League is one of the big, big sports in Australia, so they're going to have that backing and fans there. We need, what I mean is, like, yeah, we could be an RL and I, I want us to be that level, but complaining about it on, on Facebook, and then putting us down when we've had last weekend, I'm not being funny, but them first six games were absolute quality, and it was great to have Super League back on telly, and it's... But it. didn't we
0: break the record for the most exactly. yeah, we did. watched round one or whatever? I saw fifty 56% up. Yeah, That's the sort of headlines we want. Keep that up for the full year, and then, yeah, we might manage to shake more money at Sky or someone else. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and, it, and it, yeah, I know that's come from, you know, us saying which games tie the tie the round, and it could be any of these games and I think going off this week there needs to be more positive, some more positivity in, in rugby because I think there's a lot,
0: you know well, speaking of positivity and ties of the round, I'm gonna stop you on your little rant must because I'm slightly scared that you're gonna go on for another twenty minutes and I don't fancy finish recording this after one in the morning. But come on, last game right. is this the tie of the round.
1: Huddersfield Catalan.
0: Fraud versus foreigners. Definitely foreigners. Interesting.
1: I'm gonna go against you again. I'm gonna go Huddersfield. If Caesar's back, I think the win. Oh
0: god. You're going for the fraud, are not you? Yep. Well, there we go. Price and Watson. Will any of them remain on fraud list next week? Right,
1: so champion now to finish off, championship preview for next week. foot round runner championship. Literally, this is going to be not explanations. I want one word from you. No, I'm giving you one word. Yeah. Halifax versus London. London. I'm going to back facts. Oldham versus Swinton.
0: That was four words. Um, Oldham versus Swinton. I'm going to go... Oldham's Revenge.
1: Swinton for me. Right. Feb versus Batley. Remax. Feb, again. Yeah, I think Fev will want to put a statement down after last week, so I agree, Fev. That's more
0: than one word.
1: York versus Toulouse.
0: Um, Toulouse or Toulouse, I'm going York. Interesting. (laughs) Dewsbury versus Whitehaven. Dewsbury. I don't really care enough about this
1: match, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to back Greg and go Haven. Right, Sheffield versus Bradford. Up the balls. I am
0: just in Sheffield to piss sure.
1: you uh, off. I'm going to say Bradford, obviously, because I'm a him and hopefully we can actually pull his finger out for me, But, you know, we'll get on with it. Right, Newcastle versus Widness to finish it. Uh, witness. I'm going to also back Witness, I think. Could get, should be closer. And that is a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Bye thanks for watching guys and like Matt says on Saturday check out the, the who's the best finisher in Super League video we've got coming and who you think that is, also what you're thinking about this weekend's fixtures, who's winning what do you agree with his predictions and we will catch you on Saturday, thanks for watching, see you later goodbye